Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Life Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. I believe that the, whatever you're needing right now is not in heaven, it's not under the earth, it's in you. And I'm going to show you today how you can discern what's in you and what you need to say and what you don't say. Because most of the time we talk ourselves out of our miracles. You're allowed to get excited. See, sometimes we're waiting for an event. God is not an event. He's a person. He's a relationship. And it's not an event that changes you. It's the person that changes you. And so today, we just want to shift you a little bit. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you're here. We thank you that you're going to touch us. We thank you you're going to bless us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hey, thank you. Let's thank the worship team. You know, last week I shared a message that, that because we have started to talk about love and we learned last week is because God's love is unconditional, there is no condition that His love hasn't healed. Oh, now, you've you got, you, you got to work with me. See, unless you agree, you're only know what I said, but you haven't heard what I said. Most people can quote John 3.16, but they haven't heard John 3.16. Watch this, watch this. This is not my message, but this is what I just want to share with you. Most of us know this scripture. Okay, just to help me here, how many of you know Romans 10.17? Put your hand up, please. Romans 10.17. How many of you know what the Bible is? Hey, um, okay, how many of you know that you're in, sitting in Faith Life Church this morning? Okay, those watching online, okay, now watch this. Romans 10, 17 says this. So then faith comes by hearing. Then it says this, and hearing by the Word of God. Have you noticed it says hearing twice? Have you noticed that it says hearing twice? Now, the reason it says hearing twice, the first time you hear it, you know what was said. The second time you hear it, you respond. So hearing comes in two forms. I know what was said. So, We quote scripture. I know that God wants me to prosper. But have you heard? See, it's what you hear, not what you quote. We're going to deal with that one because most people, I was was on that boat, but I changed boats. I can quote scripture, I can write scripture, I can, I've preached in, you know, Bible colleges where I thought I had a university degree and walked out depressed. 
Why is it that so many Christians do not enjoy the life in its fullness? But they can quote scripture. So we've got to deal with that. So last week we heard this. Is that when unconditional love is attracted to every condition. So there is no condition that the love of God is not attracted to. And there is no condition that the love of God didn't conquer on the cross. So that means every condition has already been conquered by love. And so what we, what we started off was this, is that why is it, if that is so true, why isn't it a reality in my life? So what we have, this is what we learned last week, is that Adam and Eve were created for fellowship, they were created for communication. So when we, I'm just telling you what you already know. When God created us, God is a speaking spirit, Because he can speak, he can also listen. So now when he created us, we are a speaking spirit so that we can hear and listen and talk. So we are created for communication. So God created Adam so that he could understand God. God was understood by Adam. But the moment Adam fell, Satan came in And he gave him a sin filter. Let's explain to you what a sin filter is. When God came to Adam, he asked him this question. Who told you that you were naked? Adam didn't know that he was naked. Satan came in and he defined what nakedness is and how God now sees him. The way we understand that is when he heard the sound of God. Now, I want you to notice something. He heard the sound before he heard the words. He heard the sound. There was a a sound of God. So God has a sound. And the moment he heard the sound, the sin filter kicked in, and he said to Eve, we need to run and we need to hide. So it was the sound of God that activated the sin filter. And Adam then responded to what he heard. And what he heard was through the sin filter. You good? So God is coming. Now, just get a load of this, right? He's thinking he's going to be judged. But then you got... In John, he says, Jesus didn't come into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him, correct? That's nothing new. That's who God is. And he starts to run and he starts to hide. So the the sin filter took what was great, turned it into something negative. And he said, when we heard you, we were afraid and we hid ourselves. See, the first thing that happened was, instead of God, instead of Adam saying to the devil, I don't want to listen to you, coming to God and says, God, I've done something, explain to me what I have done. Now watch this. The sin filter removes hope, faith, and love. 
So the moment he hears God, the sin filter distorts it, and he runs. Now, just, just watch carefully with me. It was before God opened his mouth and spoke words, just the sound of God made him run. Okay? So, so if we don't understand this filter, see, the filter will allow you to quote what you heard without letting you hear it. That is why you can tell somebody, I love you, and they are emotionless. Why? Because they haven't heard. They heard the words. That's why we struggle with forgiveness. We, heard the, we can quote the word, I am totally forgiven, and yet we still feel condemned. What you've got, you've heard the word, but you haven't heard it. Religion lets you quote it. The Holy Spirit lets you experience it. This is good. I haven't started yet. Now, watch this. So if we understand... Okay, um, need you to be honest, right? This is familiar. Okay. How many of you have struggled when you hear something? Is God really telling me that or isn't he? Understanding what God is saying. I'm one of them. How do you know if God's speaking to you? How do we discern the voice of God, the unfiltered voice of God, to God? Well, i got this situation. I don't know what God's will is. What, what, so most people struggle with this. I know God can do anything, but will he? That's, that will he has gone through the filter. Now, watch this. The, the title of my message today, Your Eyes and Ears Are Blessed. I can hear. Now, I want you to notice this. This, so you understand where I'm going. Your eyes can read, but your ears have to hear. We've gone halfway. I can quote scripture. I, I understand where it's coming from. I can do that, but we haven't heard. I know the scripture says, by his stripes I am healed. But I haven't heard. I know that God provides, but I am in lack. Something has got to be wrong, correct? And if we can just, which we will today, is move forward. So God says, your eyes are blessed because I've given you the written word. Everybody say written word. The written word of God is as good as God. The written word of God is dependable as if you were in heaven and God was reading the Bible to you. But he comes back down and he goes, now, your eyes are blessed because you have the written word, but your ears are blessed because you can hear. So what Satan did in the garden, Adam comes to him, he receives his definition. And when he's received the definition of nakedness, everything that God does now is filtered through the definition that Satan gave him. 
told you that you were naked. Now watch this. If God had gone, if he had come to God, God would have said this. Hey, you are naked, but there is hope. You have fallen, but I'm come to rescue you. You have, you have done this, such a dark thing, but I'm going to bring you light. Adam would have walked, he wouldn't have gone to it. And you know the other thing that the filter does? Now watch this. The filter, to, the filter always gives you a temporary solution. What did he do? He says, you can cover your nakedness with fig leaves. Fig leaves are temporary. So what does he do then? He puts us, this is where we get work from. That means that do you realize, um, have you ever, no, I don't want you, anybody to try it, but when you sew fig leaves together, any kind of movement breaks them. So that means, do you realize how many, you be, do you realize how many times you'd be sewing your garment? You go, good morning, honey, ripped. You'd be in perpetual fig-making garment industry, correct? But what are we now? We are in a perpetual works environment. Same thing. Now, watch this. Galatians 5, verse 9 says this. Don't you know that when you allow even a little lie into your heart, it can permeate your entire belief system? Watch this. And then he says this. So even the slightest detour from the truth will take you to a destination that you do not desire. Let's, um, let's go into the cone of honesty again. How many of you are living a life that you don't desire? How many, what part of your area in your life is not what you have desired? Hello? Think about this. The Bible says even a little lie. Now, let's look at this. How do, how do I discern a lie? How do I discern doubt? Watch this. I know, but. Right now, you have, when you say, I know, but, what you're doing is you are resting on the little bit of untruth that is negating the whole truth. I know, I, I know the Bible says, give and you shall receive, but. I know that I am forgiven, but I still feel guilty. I know that God loves me, but. Smile. Jesus loves you. See, what's, what's, what Paul is doing here, now watch this. The filter that Satan has put in us, which is a sin filter, allows things of God to pass through, but then it stops it. Like people say, yeah, yeah, God really wants to bless you, but according to his will. Isn't it amazing that the people that say that don't know the will of God? Uh, come on. I know that I should be prospering, but it, maybe it's not God's will. I know that God heals, but doesn't God also teach us through pain? 
The word chastise in the Bible is not a physical word on the flesh. The word chastise means to correct one's behavior by words. Would you like me to repeat that? The word chastise in the Bible, when God says he chastised those that he loves, is a correction of behavior that is taking you away from God's designed will for your life. So when, God, when people say to me, I am sick, God must be chastising me. No, no, you're being chastised by the other person. God doesn't say this. You know what, Ted? For you to understand prosperity, I need you to understand poverty. That, doesn't that sound spiritual? You know what's wrong with that phrase? Is that Jesus became poor so that we could become rich. So God says, why do you... You, you, you good with me? See, what we've gone is we get the word, but then we get the filter. So God says this, watch this. He goes, even a little bit of leaven. That little bit is this. Well, hold on, you don't deserve it. Look at your lifestyle. Why do you think you deserve it? See, the word there, but, comes in and he says, let me tell you what God is telling you. So that is why a sin filter will allow you to quote the scripture, but then it distorts your hearing. Now watch it. Isaiah 54, sorry, Isaiah 53 verse 1. It's not on here, but it says this, who has believed our report? So everybody gets the same report. So if we understand the voice of God, we need to de destroy the filter. So let me just read it again. So even the slightest detour from the truth will take you to a destination you do not desire. Now, you good with me? So now we've got the problem we have is we've learned to quote the word, but we haven't allowed the Holy Spirit's revelation to hear the word. See, 1971, I heard the word on the second row on a Sunday night that Jesus loves me and he died to save me. I heard those words, but then I heard it. It made me put my hand up, go in front of 200 people, lift my hands up and receive Jesus Christ as the Savior. Why? Because I heard something. Before that, I could quote you the scripture. But then on that Sunday night, I heard. It's when you hear, something happens. Now, watch this. Let's just, how do we know it's God talking to you? How do, how do we know that, man, this scripture is for me? Now, listen to this. Let, let's start with something. John, 1 John 4, verse 16 says this. We have come into an intimate experience with God's love. And we trust in the love he has for us. Then he says this, now watch this. God is love. Okay, Those who are living in love are living in God. And God lives through them. Now, let's do something here. God didn't become love at the cross. He always was love. I want you to understand this. 
He doesn't have a container of love inside of him. He actually says he is love. So therefore, you know, you know, have you ever know, have you ever been surprised if you would get a grape and you squeeze it, what do you get? Oh, get grape juice, correct? Why? Because that's what's in it. That's the, the, when you pull, just take one grape out. It doesn't have a compartment that has a bit of grape juice in it. It's all grape juice, correct? So God says, "I." am love. Therefore, you cannot find sickness in me. You cannot find lack in me. You cannot find condemnation in me. You cannot find disappointment within me. I love what Pastor Suvay said. You don't find any criticism in me. See, See, part of what we think, oh, uh, you know, that's part of God's character is love. No, no, no. God is love. And because of who, when you are that, you can't restrict that. If I have a compartment, I can, I can hold it in. But God says, I am love. So therefore, when you come to me, you will always get the same response. Always. Because every time you squeeze the grape, you're going to get grape juice. You're not going to get tomato juice. Even if you want it, you can't get it. So it, the Bible even says this, right? Watch, watch this, watch this. Let, let me just show you. I, I, Pastor Ted, are you sure? Yes. The Bible says everybody that touched Jesus was healed. It never says this. And somebody touched Jesus and got sick. Have you, you, you know when, if, if you, you know what COVID did? First thing we were told with COVID, right? It's transmitted by touch, so you've got to keep washing your hands. You know what we would... If you touch somebody, you could catch COVID. But guess what? You can't touch Jesus and get COVID. You can't touch Jesus and become poor. So you can't go to Jesus with a problem and walk back with a bigger problem. You can't go to Jesus double-minded and not walk out single-minded. So let's go back to this again. We have come into an intimate experience with God's love. And we trust in the love he has for us. God is love. And those who are living in love are living in God. And God lives through them. See, love is not an emotion or a character. It's a person. And God says this, is if you touch me, you're touching love. Now, so how do I know if something that I am believing is God? Now, watch this. Um, I love 1 Corinthians 13. It's been hijacked in marriages. If you want, if you're at a marriage and somebody says to you, read a verse, what do we mostly read? We don't, you, know, you don't go to marriage for God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son. You don't do that in a marriage. You, you talk about love and we normally talk about 1 Corinthians 13. It's the chapter of love. 
If you want to be really spiritual, take the word love out and put it this way. God is never angry. God is never unstable. God is never unkind. God is always faithful. But we'll deal with that another day. Then how do I detect is what I am believing is gone through the filter? 1 Corinthians 13, 13 gives us the key to understanding the voice of God. Watch this. And now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is? Come on, greatest of these is? Now watch this. If you hear anything and your faith doesn't light up, it's not God. So what is so when the Bible says this, and these three remain. Now, you know what he's saying? Let's scatter the let's clean the table. Let's clean it out of everything and let's put the necessary things on it. So Paul says, you've heard all of these, but let me give it to you in a nutshell so that even a child could understand it. And he says, these three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. I've, I actually just, I don't, you say that, I want to save you some time this morning. I looked at 30 different translations of the Bible and all of them put faith, hope, and love in that order. And all of them put this in. And the greatest of these is love. So what's this faith? Every time you hear, God says, I give you the faith to receive what you have just heard. Faith comes by what? Hearing. It doesn't come by quoting. So God says this, whatever you hear, if your faith doesn't arise and claim it, it says the yes, it's not of God. So when you know if something has been filtered, there's no faith in it. For God says now, now on one of my posts, I think last week we mentioned this, did you realize how powerful your faith is? That the Bible says that the moment you believe Jesus as your Savior, you receive all of heaven in an instant. Ephesians 1.3 says, We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. 2 Peter 1.3 says this, That he has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. He has, past tense. So, the, the word, so what happens is this, is that you realize that you have the faith to receive. What does hope mean? Hope is there is this. Hope gives you the scope of what's in you. So how do you know what to believe unless somebody tells you? That's why Paul said, how can they repent if no one speaks to them? 
How can your neighbors get saved if we don't invite them and if we don't minister to them? So what he's saying is this. What remains is the ability to receive. See, the moment you feel like you have no faith, you're not hearing from God. The moment you feel like, I haven't got the faith for that, you're not hearing God. Because the sound of God is the sound of receiving. The sound of God is the sound of receiving. So God says, whatever you hear, you can have. Hope. Hope describes heaven to you. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 1.20. It says, all the promises of God are what? Now, say it like you're in church. Yes and? Twice. Yes, amen. The amen is the same word for faith. Amen. It means so be it. I have declared it so. So what happens is this, is that first of all, God says, you can hear my voice because I gave you the faith to receive. Second, I want to give you hope. I want you to see the scope of what I have for you. Hmm. Have you heard? Get a load of this. Watch this, watch this. Romans 8.32 Put that in your memory and then look at it. The Bible says this. If God didn't withhold his only begotten son, what will he withhold from you? Work with me here. Romans 8.32, look it up. The Bible says this. This is God, the Father, who put Jesus, his only son, on the cross. He became sin. He suffered, he went into judgment, and three days later paid the full penalty of everything we should have, rose from the dead, and he says this. If I, well, if you can hear this, it will revolutionize your thinking. If I, the Father speaking, didn't withhold his, my only son, then he says this, name what you feel I will withhold from you. Let's take this up another notch. What do you feel is being withheld from you from God? I know this, this is deep for Sunday morning. But we are entering a time and a season in this world where everything is crashing around our ears. And so we need to hear. So what will God withhold from you? That, what Paul is dealing with through the power of the Holy Spirit is there are people coming to the throne room of God and saying, God doesn't want that for you. God doesn't want that from you. Hey, you've smoked all your life and now you've got lung cancer. How do you believe that God's going to do that? Hey, you went to the casino, you blew all your money. Why do you think God's going to now? You with me? And God is dealing with this issue is that something's gone, the yes of God 
has come in through the filter and come out on the other end, maybe. The yes of God has gone through the filter, I don't deserve it. The provision of God has gone through the filter and said, you know what, you don't deserve that. Look, look at you, you you're, not, you're, not, you're not financially savvy. Do, do, let me just show you something about provision. The provision that God has for you is not based on your job or your salary. You, you, see, right now you haven't heard. No, no, just, just, just think of it. God never said this. Oh, okay, so you earn 100K a year? Okay, I will provide for you according to 100K a year. God said, what is it that you desire, not what, what can I do through your job? You good? Hey, you know what? When you come to the kingdom of God, God doesn't look at your job, your qualification. He looks at Jesus. You know, okay, the Bible says that we are in Christ, correct? Psalm 24 verse 1 says, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. So therefore, if that is God owns it, I am in God. So therefore, I am a co-owner of everything. I know, look, this, this takes time, okay? Just, I understand that. But the quicker you do it, the quicker you will receive. So what, see what the filter does? It takes it and then just kind of... And the Bible says this, is if you hear anything and there is no faith in it, there's no hope and love, it's not from me. So if you're feeling condemned, God says, it's not off me. And so what you need is this, is the filter works on this word called but. I know what it says, but I, the word but means this. Now, can I be, I need to be a little bit um, sort of harsh, but in love. Okay? This is because I love you. Okay? It might hurt for a while, but it'll be better. It means this, is that you have, you know what God said, but you haven't heard what God said. Because if you hear, you respond. Now, can, can we go ahead another level here? The word hear and the word respond in the Hebrew are totally married together. You cannot hear without responding. The Bible says, hear, O Israel, there is only one God. You shall only serve him. When the Bible says, have you heard? So watch this. I heard about God's salvation. How do you know you heard it? I got saved. Mm. Now watch this. The word there, but, too, is what you have in Thomas. 
We, we call him Doubting Thomas, right? In John, I think it's in John 20, 25. And, and he says this, and I have, let, let, me, let me look it up for you. You okay? Hey, I'm using a Bible. Hey, old school. Now, John, where's John? Can somebody please help me? Isn't it funny? You know when you use the Bible on your phone, you forget where books are because it's just scroll? Okay. Oh, here we go, 20. Here we go, 25. Okay, listen to this. Verse, uh, verse 24 of verse 20, of chapter 20. And now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was with them when Jesus came. And the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see the hands, his hands, the prince of the nails, and put my hand into his sides. Listen to this. I will not believe. Whoa, whoa, come on, come on. Let's get into some teaching here. I've got, I've got four minutes left. Watch this. I will not believe. He didn't say I have no ability to believe. His filter came in. And he said, these are the conditions that I have put on the faith. And unless these conditions are met, I will not believe. So what does it tell me? It tells me that faith is always active, but we stop it. Now you're being really quiet. The reason we can, all those on, not here, on those online, the reason you're very quiet right now is that all of a sudden I've just removed every, the Holy Spirit has just removed every excuse for unbelief. He says, he says, unless. See, your filter puts conditions on you, not on the power of the Holy Spirit. Unless God does this. Unless my Volkswagen turns into a Royce Royce, I will not believe. Watch this. It's the sin filter puts conditions where there are no conditions. The sin filter gives you a remedy for something that doesn't exist. And he says this, I will not believe. Do you realize every time you hear, when you, before you got saved, you heard the salvation call, you said, I will not be saved. Watch this. I will not be prosperous unless I... Mm, mm, mm. You good? So then, so then, so where's the problem? When we look at Thomas, where's the problem? Did, did God fail? He made a declaration. His filter started to speak. See, every time... I am in a situation, or you're in a situation. The Bible says this, you know it's me because there is hope, there is faith, there is hope, and there is love. And guess what? It's the love of God that makes faith and hope work. So God says this, the faith that you have, I make it work. 
So what we need to be doing is this, is get, get rid of leaven. Let's get rid of the buts. I am not here. You know, I, I believe you, Pastor Ted, but you don't know my life. Um, personally, and yes, that's true, I don't know it, but I know somebody does. His name's Jesus. I want you to watch this. This is, this is where it hurts a little bit. Is the reason I have not is because I have refused to hear. That's, to, to me, that is so powerful. Is because once I do that, I can't blame God for it. Satan loves you blaming God because he knows that's what's stopping you getting it. I heard this phrase, how can God give you something that he's already given you? Why are we asking for things that already belong to us? Worship team, I'd like you to come up, please. I'm believing for this, this miracle, but I was praying this morning. Is Father, we want to remove the leaven out of our church and out of our thinking. So therefore, if what I am reading about God doesn't give me faith, hope, and love, I'm going to stop reading it. Um, can I be really blunt, honest? Can we be honest? I love Christian movies. Anybody? Sul and I were watching this Christian movie. And um, I watched it because I said to Sul, I don't want to see anybody murdered, killed, blown up, destroyed. Uh, I, I, don't want to see, I don't want to see any adultery. You know, I said, I want a clean movie. I wanted to sleep well. So I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. God, so I've, I won't tell you where it is because it's not right. I found a Christian movie. And um, the whole gist of the movie was, right, is this, this lady is in church and she's praying. Oh God, oh God, you know, I, I want you to heal my sister. I want you to heal my sister. And then she prayed for something else, right? And the sister died. And then she's angry with God. God, God, why did you allow this to happen? You know what? And then she's believing for her husband. And, the, and everybody she, she finds runs away from her. I, I figured out why, but later in the movie. I didn't finish the movie, by the way. And, and, then, and then she has this moment in church where all of a sudden there's this earthquake and then everything she's asked for happens. Her sister died and she meets her sister, but now she's a drug addict. And then the moral of the story was this. If I answer every... The reason I didn't answer your prayer because I didn't want your sister being a drug addict. Are we on the same page here? So what it was, it was this leaven saying, the reason I didn't answer your prayer is because I knew something bad was going to happen to your sister and I didn't want her to be a drug addict, so I didn't answer your prayer. Doesn't that sound religious? But is it true that when you watch that movie about God, you accept that God doesn't answer prayer because He's doing you a favor? Oh, God bless me. Oh, no, God's not going to bless me. Why? Because He knows I'm getting proud and you know, the riches will destroy me. Come on, your poverty is destroying you. 
the reason you're praying for it is because it's destroying you. No one ever does this. Oh, God, please help me out of a good marriage. God, I am so tired. God, I am so tired of having my needs met. Please, please, please spare me. God, you need a brain transplant. The reason I'm saying that is called living. So the first thing I looked at Sylvain, I went, home. I got on our television, you know how you got the remote control? You got this thing called home. So you know what you do? Every time you hear where there is no faith, where there's no hope, where there is no love, go home. Go home to God. This week, whatever situation you come against, if you don't feel, if you don't sense the faith of God, the hope of God, and the love of God, God's not speaking to you. If all of a sudden you start to feel like I'm not going to make it, that there is no faith, there is no hope, there is no love. So from now on, your filter is what? Faith. We'll try that again. I want you to think you're in primary school right now. We're in children's church, right? The first one is? Second? Third? And the greatest is? So now, if your situation is speaking back to you and you don't hear faith, hope and love, you're lying. My life, I will live and not die and I will declare the glory of God. My body is responding and has responded to the will of God. Everything in my life is turning out for the better. God, stand up with me. Come on, I'm going to pray for you. Lift up your hands. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, my eyes are blessed and my hearing is blessed. Today I have heard you, Jesus. Father, I pray that our spiritual eyes and our spiritual ears would be open right now in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. We'll catch you next week.